Hey, VV Nation. Well, you found our podcast on your favorite platform for podcasts. We know that you'll love the content, and hopefully it makes you better informed investors in the stock market. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can go to YouTube, Facebook, Reddit, and Instagram. Just search for VectorVest, and remember, we do the work, you reap the rewards. De-dollarization. Man, when I do a Google search on that, I get over 12 million hits in a matter of seconds. And it's a lot of news out there going about the de-dollarization, and it's out there to scare you that the dollar is going to crash and that we're going to be usurped as the um, reserve currency. What does that mean? I've done two videos on this topic, and this is the third video in this topic, but it's designed to bring a different perspective to give you some insight rather than running around with your pants on fire and Katie barring the door and throwing out the baby with the, with the bathwater. It's designed to give you a better perspective and understanding of what's going on with the U.S. dollar. So I've got a lot of articles to talk about, but we're going to have a candid conversation about why uh, this is important and how you should be responding. All right, let's get into my first article. True costs of extending the U.S. debt ceiling standoff, recurring struggles over borrowing limit undermine the status of the U.S. as an economic superpower. All right, so some of these articles I'm going to look at, we're just going to look at the headlines. Two in influencers, Warren Buffett responds to the U.S. dollar doomsayers. The U.S. dollar is on the verge of losing its throne as the world's reserve currency or de-dollarization is the question that has been agitating geopolitical and economic circles in recent months. Then we've got Elon Musk. He sounds the alarm about the U.S. dollar. The billionaire global CEO worries about the loss of the greenbacks influence, which he attributes to the Biden administration's foreign policy. You know, we're not going to get into politics here, but two influencers uh, that people listen to uh, that are signing, sounding the alarm. Now, how about this? Brace for an extended period of dollar weakness as the U.S. economy is set to slow and the Fed will end rate hikes. I don't know that that's etched in stone yet, uh, and a lot of people feel that he will be ending, um, but uh, in the Fed minutes that came out yesterday, even if that does happen, it doesn't take off the table, more rate increases. All right, now, here's another story. The dollar plunges 7.4% in the past six months, what it means. Now, as I scroll down in here, uh, and there are several reasons behind the decline, but to put the current situation in perspective, it must be noted that the dollar surged in value during the height of the Fed's tightening, so is in a way falling back to earth from the highs notched last year. Part of the dwindling power of the dollar is because after a barrage of aggressive rate hikes, the United States is now entering a different phase of its monetary policy. Recent reports suggest that inflation is now meaningfully declining. This is adding to the fodder that the Fed may be pausing interest rates in June. All right, next story, looking at the DXY, which tracks the dollar. All right, uh, US dollar index. Today, it's up a little bit, but I want to scroll down. This is the different headlines in regards to the dollar. 
a lot of it, you know, uh, the DSA extends gains to over two month high. The dollar keeps hurting rival currencies as the U.S. economy remains robust, which is another indicator that the Fed may or may not be pausing rate hikes in June. Fed minutes firm rate uh, bets lifting the dollar, dollar gains after Fitch watch heightens debt ceilings. Fitch puts U.S. on watch. Will it matter in Washington? And just story after story after story in regards to de-dollarization and the dollar fall. Now, let's start to get into nut, uh, the, the nuts and bolts. Why the dollar's value rises. U.S. investors typically measure the value of goods, services, and investment in dollars. But the buying power of a single dollar also changes over time. A strong dollar reflects an increase in the dollar's value relative to other currencies around the world. There are a number of reasons the dollar gains strength in the market. In the past year, the Fed has raised interest rates eight times to a current range between four and a half and four and three quarters in an aggressive attempt to curb inflation. The higher the interest rates rise, the more demand for the dollar there is from international investors seeking yield. So yes, I've watched the dollar fall. We've watched the dollar fall, but is it getting to the point of a collapse? I don't think that that's there yet. How about this? This is a story back last year, though, about a year ago. Four reasons, uh, the top U.S. Treasury official lays out four reasons why the dollar will remain the global currency. Real quick, one, the U.S. remains the most important econ uh, economy and financial hub. Two, sanctions on Russia were not just put on place by the U.S. So in my last video, I talked about the BRICS countries, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, all trying to garner together to create its own currency. One of the things that I said in the last video as well is that these are not stable countries and being not stable countries, are they at a point where they could create a stable currency to usurp the U.S. dollar as the reserve currency, and I don't think so. Russia has tried to cut its reliance on the dollar, but can't. Um, said that the situation, in fact, demonstrates the strength of the dollar rather than any weakness. Vladimir Putin's government has tried and failed to wean itself off the greenback ever since the U.S. applied sanctions after Russia invaded Crimea, he said, and Russia has taken every action since the invasion of 2014 to get away from the dollar, he said, yet Russian financial institutions that were transacting around the world, trying to sell and buy goods, assisting their companies in doing that, 80% of their foreign exchange transactions still involve the U.S. dollar. Another story, why the dollar remains the world's reserve currency and will stay that way. This was done in April of this year. And one of the biggest things I saw, <clears throat> the dollar accounted for roughly 60% of global currency reserves at the end of last year, which is down from its recent peak of just above 70% at its height, but still above the 50% of 30 years ago. Now, let's do a little bit more digging. When we talk about de-dollarization, Wikipedia story comes up uh, towards the top. The U.S. dollar began to displace the pound sterling as an international reserve currency from the 1920s since it emerged from World War One or from First World War. Same thing. Relatively unscathed and since the United States was a significant recipient uh, of wartime 
gold inflows. This plays an, an extremely important role in being the reserve currency. How much gold do you have? Now, um, we talked about in here during the Second World War, the Brenton Woods Agreement, which is, as you see here, a system of monetary management established the rules for commercial and financial relations among the United States, Canada, Western European countries, Australia, and Japan after 1944. Bretton Woods Agreement. I talked about how we became, we sat, up, sat down at the table. We had the most gold. Boom, bada boom, bada bing. Dun, dun, dun. That was my Kevin Hart. Boom, bang, boom. All right, anyway. All right, so from that system, from that system, uh, post-war linked to gold at $35, cent, uh, $35 per troy ounce. But then we got off the gold standard. All right, we got off the gold standard and that was, you know, good, bad or indifferent. We're not getting into that conversation. Now, talking about the Brent Woods, talking about how we got to the, be the point of the reserve currency by way of gold. Let's talk about who's got the most gold reserves. Here's a story here. The top 10 countries with the largest gold reserves in tons, and this is gold reserves by country of this year, for this year. Look at this. The United States by far outpaces everybody as far as the largest gold reserves, starting with the United States, Germany, Italy, Russia and China are number five and number six, and India is number nine. Remember, that's three of the BRICS countries. Even if they could pool all of their gold together, it's not, let me see, Russia, 2.223, let's call that four. They're nowhere near, they're just little more than half of what we have. That's part of the story. Let's talk about if we're looking at trying to come up with an, a, a different reserve currency, these are the 10 countries that would be sitting at the table, according to the Brent Woods. These are the people that would be able to come together and say, all right, we got the gold, we can back it up and have our own currency. These are the 10 people that are sitting at the table. Let's do this. Still looking at quarter one, 2023 gold reserves, we're far outpace everybody, but I want you to see something else. Total reserves in millions. Look at this. China now has total reserves a lot more than even the United States sitting here. Let's talk about FX reserves. China sitting higher than the United States is there. Gold holdings. Now, far as gold holdings, Venezuela, quarter one, is outpacing uh, Portugal, United States is third. Where's China? Uzbekistan, Germany, France. Look at that. Falling down the line as far as gold percentage holdings. Now, the interesting thing is that everybody knows that Russia and China are definitely buying more and more gold and they're trying to ramp that up. But when I go look at the gold reserves and then looking at the de-dollarization, looking at possibly being usurped as the world's reserve currency, there's nobody near us just quite yet. But, uh, you know, as I look at these different things uh, in China, the total reserves, US and millions, that's a big number, that's a big jump. They are acquiring a lot of gold. Where's Russia? Switzerland, there's United States, there's Russian Federation. Now, when we talk about this, even if, you know, let's go back to the gold reserves, even if the BRICS countries can come together and try to usurp the United States as the reserve currency, do they have the framework in place to be able 
to walk the walk if they get to be the reserve currency. Part of me says, yes, you look at the Belt and Road Initiative done in China, lending all this money all over the world, they are starting to establish some sense of a template to be able to have currency all over the world and be able to set up some kind of a network from that, whereas Russia, not nearly as much. So if I'm looking at any country that's getting anywhere close to us to try to overtake us as the reserve currency would be China, more so than even Russia. But I still think that they're far ways away and they are still accumulating gold, but not to the point I think where they could usurp the dollar as the reserve currency. So I have these these ideas in your sphere of um, concern. Yes, it's out there. The news is out there and some of it is horrifying. I don't want you to fall prey to all of the predatory news in regards to the crash of the dollar and the decline. Listen, this is looking at what's really going on to give you a different real perspective as to the power of the dollar at this particular point in time. Now, let's get into the software and let's go look at these on a graph. I have these up on a 10. I've got the UUP and the DXY. Over the last 10 years, has the dollar declined several times? Absolutely. Are we on a little bit of a rebound right now? Right now, yes, because of the uh, financial tightening by way of the raising of the interest rates. All right. I have the stop price on the dollar, UUP. Notice that over all of this 10 years, the dollar never got to a point of being a sale. Even here, back in 2020, when COVID hit, look at the fall of the dollar. But what we were doing right then, we were doing financial easing where we were lowering interest rates, making the dollar a lot weaker. Well, this dollar's gotten stronger. Uh, it's still pulling up right now. That's going on UUP. Let's go look at the DXY. Same kind of scenario. All right. Up and down and up. Coming off of most recent highs. Um, but still, are we at a point where we need to be super fearful that the dollar is just going to crash? No. Will there be some semblance if China continues to buy more and more gold? Will they be a bigger player at the table of trying to have the gold to back up some kind of currency? At some point in time, that may be. They keep amassing. Uh, again, China and Russia keep amassing lots and lots of gold, but still nowhere near where we are as far as the amount of gold that we have. All right. So the whole idea of this, this is the third video in this series of the de-dollarization and is, is the dollar going to crash and um, the dollar weakening. There's a lot of things. And you know something, we go through cycles. We go through cycles, whether it's political, whether it's financial, whether it's market related. We all do go through cycles. Can we withstand this? Well, we'll see. I don't think that there's an inherent uh, emergency that the dollar is going to crash right now. Another story that I probably need to do is on CBDC, the central bank uh, di uh, digital currency plays a role in this as well. Uh, in the near future, I will have a video on it. So if you like this video and it brought some perspective to you on all the news that's going on about the dollar crashing and de-dollarization, make sure you hit the like button. If you've got comments in regards to how you feel about this, 
put it in the comments. I would love to see your comments. And if you're brand new to the channel, you're just stopping by and you like this content, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and hit the bell icon to be alerted to when videos like this comes out. Folks, this video is over. I look forward to hearing from you. Till the next time, folks. See ya. Hey, VV Nation. One of the most important books that I've ever read in regards to the stock market was written by our founder, Dr. Bart Delito, the founder of VectorVest. The name of the book is called Stock Strategies and Common Sense. It will give you everything that you need to know about how the market works, the cycles, how to value stocks, and it's very well presented so that you can better understand and get a better understanding of how the market works. Folks, you simply need to go to www.vectorvest.com forward slash YT book to get your free edition of Stock Strategies and Common Sense. Folks, you want to do that right now. Thank you for supporting our podcast and for being a part of VV Nation. Remember, you can always get a free stock analysis on your stocks. Simply go to VectorVest.com forward slash free. Type in your symbol, submit your email, and we will email your analysis.